let's get back to where we were last time because we kind of left off in a weird place. Um, it was like halfway to an actual stopping point. Who wants to give a recap? Yeah, I'll do it. In the last episode, we um, talked to some people from the Red Sashes and they said, hey, we're going to go attack these other people whose names I don't remember. The Lamp Blacks. That's right. And while we're attacking them, why don't you go rob them? So we uh, go to, we went to a um, pub, yeah. I think, or a tavern that um, that they used as a like a drop point for some of their goods. And we got led down underneath to an area where there were some guards. We took a couple of steps to try and uh, get past them, and eventually I convinced them that I was uh, supposed to be there. And they led us to the um, to the vault. And in the vault, we found the gold that we were looking for, in addition to... Like there were some books involved? Yeah, there were some books, and then there was 12 gold. I used my ghost powers to identify how to open it, and that also made me hear someone scream from like the like underwater channel that was there um but i ignored it and i took a devil's bargain <laughs> bargain to do that and apparently i could have asked what that meant but i didn't <laughs> so um so i got that uh hanging over me somewhere um and then we then we had to end pretty much around right around that um and i think we we went back to give them the goods and we negotiated to get half of the gold to keep half the gold yeah, the um, um, the red sashes in their fight with the lamp blacks had actually gotten their teeth kicked in pretty badly, right? And you're not sure exactly how well the lamp blacks fared out of that, but they were very happy to see that you had seized the war treasury. So whatever damage they did do, the lamp blacks will definitely have a harder time recovering from it. Just a couple details that got left out. Very important ones. So the the tavern uh, that uh, the Lamp Blacks were using as their treasury was the Old Smoky, uh, which one of Sophia's contacts is actually the owner of. Clyra. The, the bartender. Yeah, Clyra, Clyra is the owner of that tavern. Um, and... Uh, she kind of helped give y'all a foot in the door, so to speak. Um, a couple of other important uh, details is the preferred card game is King's Stave, also known as King's Dick. And the drug of choice by the Lamp Blacks is called Grit. I have some of that now. Yep, you found a bag of Grit. Um, y'all, from the... Uh, uh, the safe that you found underneath the tavern, uh, you were able to loot 12 coin, which isn't like 12 specific coins. Like coin is just the unit of measurement for money. Uh, like There's a, uh, a description of how much coin is worth. I think it's like... On page uh, 42. Yeah, I think <clears throat> one coin is like uh, a week's coins. wages. So 12 coin is a pretty significant amount of money. Um, for instance, uh, 8 coin is a good monthly take for a small business. Um, 
Uh, you also, the books that y'all found were the Lamp Black's Ledgers. Um, that uh, they are small-time drug dealers, and this seems to be the real books that they use to uh, run their business with. Yeah, let's uh, just go ahead and straight into downtime now. So, uh, find it. Okay, so uh, the first thing is the payoff, uh, where you receive your rewards for your operation. You're gonna a successful score generates both rep and coin. Uh, so the crew earns two rep per score by default. If the target is uh, of the score is higher uh, tier than you, take plus one rep per tier higher. So y'all are all tier zero, and uh, the lamp blacks are tier two. So that means you're gonna get an extra two rep. Uh, if the target of the score is lower, you get minus one rep. Uh, so that's that's good. So you should have a total of four rep from this uh, uh, from this venture. Okay. okay? Uh, once uh, you fill in all of those tick boxes, I believe there's twelve tick boxes. Uh, then you're able to move up in uh, tier. Uh, so right now y'all are tier zero with a strong hold. So once you get 12 rep, you'll be able to move up into tier 1 after paying a certain amount of coin. Um, but uh, you'll be tier 1 with a weak hold at that point. Uh, so, okay. you, so you got coin based on what you found. Uh, so you got the 6 coin from the, uh, from the red sashes. Uh, Iskra found that bag of grit. That's. Uh, do you want to keep that, or do you want to give it to the crew, or what do you want to do with that? Um, it could come in handy. I'll keep it, unless somebody like I'm gonna let them know I have it if they want it for something. They can have it, but I'll hang on to it if nobody has a purpose for it. Okay. I mean, it is a bag of drugs. So there I you mean, go. <laughs> there's the obvious use for a big bag of drugs, but. <laughs> If you need me, I'll be in my lab for the next three days. <laughs> I'm experimenting. Uh, so you can record the coin on the crew sheet or divvy it up among the crew members as you see fit. So You got six? Yeah, you got six coin total. Okay. I mean, what we can do is just give one to everybody and then store two. And yeah. that would yeah, make sense. Sure. Thank sure, let's do that. So okay. everyone gets one coin. Okay. So, uh, most districts have crime bosses that expect smaller crews to pay a tithe from their scores. Ask the GM if there's a boss that you should be paying. Is there a boss we should be paying? Is there a boss we should be paying? <laughs> uh, so, the boss of the, uh, uh, the boss of, uh, Crowsfoot is a gang called the Crows. The leader of the Crows is named Rorik. Uh, normally, the crows have been able to keep the peace between the different gangs that operate in Crow's Foot. It definitely seems a little odd that there's outright war in the streets now between the Red Sashes and the Lamp Blacks. So why don't we hang on to the gold, and if, if order is restored, and they ask us where their money is, we'll just say we're making sure that you're still still on top and we'll just pay them. I mean, do we know what's going on with them? With that? No. Well then, yeah, I'm uh, 
I'm also behind the wait and see model. No sense throwing good money after bad if they're on their way out. I mean, we already have some protection with the, uh, what is it, the red, red sashes. sashes. Yeah. They don't love us. They may not go to war for us, but I think we've got a good reputation with them. And if somebody comes to knocking, then they can help us. Our lair is hidden, so that could make yeah. it tougher for them to find us, too. It's true. There's this big thing of, like, the lair, and then you can, like, loyal fence, turf, turf drops. How does that get engaged with? Underneath the rip? Um, we're going to get into that. Okay. Um. Uh, <laughs> okay, Jeremy, you put things uh, like that up there. Uh-huh. You ha- you're, are you going to explain that? Oh, yeah, I just started a clock called the Crow's Patience. It's a, uh, it's a eight, uh... Segment. Yeah, that's the word. Thank you. Um, so let's move on to the next step. step. No, uh, so we're done with the payoff. Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy. Yes. That is not an explanation. <laughs> I I think the crow's patience is a pretty good explanation. Y'all didn't pay the crows, and so now their patience is ticking down. Well, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one tick. How bad can it be? Pretty damn. Duskfall is a city of prying eyes and informants, both living and ghostly. Anything you do might be witnessed, and there's always evidence left behind. To reflect this, your crew acquires heat as they commit crimes. After a score or conflict with an opponent, your crew takes heat. So y'all already accumulated four points of heat through the operation itself. Uh, So the different levels are like smooth and quiet, low exposure... Contained, standard exposure, loud and chaotic, high exposure, wild, devastating exposure. I think that this is probably contained, standard exposure, because y'all did interact with some of the lamp blacks. Um, Like, they know what your faces are. Like, it wasn't like y'all were completely under the radar with everything that you did, but... Yeah. It wasn't also like you went in there guns blazing and knocked people to the ground or anything like that. Uh, yeah. Y'all were y'all were able to get in, get what you needed, and get out. And nobody got hurt. Isn't that good? Uh, so add plus one heat for high profile or well-connected target. I kind of went back and forth on this one, but I don't think that these people are high profile or well connected. I'm thinking that's going to be right. more like someone who's higher in society or has yeah. a lot of fingers. They're a only lot of tier pies. two anyway. Not just someone who has like a higher tier than you. Uh, add plus one heat if the situation happened on hostile turf. You're not really hostile with the lamp blacks. When you did this anyway. Uh, At plus one heat if you're at war with another faction, which you're not at war with anyone yet. And add plus two heat if killing was involved, whether the crew (laughs) did the killing or not, bodies draw attention. There was definitely killing involved because the two gangs were fighting each other. Yes, but I would also argue that the red sashes were entirely behind that. There was no killing inside of the building. Uh, There's no killing that would fall back on us. Jeremy, you can't punish us for killing that we were not involved in and had no decision in. I mean, he can. I can because that's what the rules say. He if, absolutely can. Like, if it becomes known that we were associated yeah. with the Red Sashes while they were out 
you know, in a separate location murdering folks while we were robbing those same folks blind. Yeah. Like, yeah, they would take the initial heat, but if anybody found out our involvement, we would be lumped into that. I think that makes sense. No, I mean, yeah, I, I it's just kind of like how much the authorities are paying attention to you. Uh, and because like there was a war going on and y- y'all weren't involved in the like fighting part of it, but you were involved in part of it. Um, yeah. Rereading this, it does say whether the crew did the killing or not, bodies draw attention. Yeah. So hmm. even though we could deflect it, I'd agree that you know, assuming heat is kind of like detective work and police work. I could definitely see some dots being connected to... Uh, I'm assuming we can try to yeah. lower heat during downtime, so I'm not too... Uh, uh, yeah, precise. you can. And, uh, like, the good news is that y'all didn't fill the heat track all the way up. You still have one more tick to go, so you're not <laughs> wanted yet. <laughs> oh, no. I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm having trouble totally grokking this. So heat is, like, how much attention we drew and, like, you know, whether people are going to be out for us. We, we did gain four heat. By acting suspicious with the people, and I totally get that. Yeah. But then we gain four heat, like, for being involved in this whole thing, when, like, we were not caught at the time, we didn't kill anybody at the time. Like, I'm just having a lot of trouble, like, understanding the balance of this Uh, heat track. So, the, like, this isn't like you went home, and then immediately your heat went up as soon as you went through the door. This is kind of, like... As word gets around of what happened, people figure out that y'all were involved in it. Uh, like it's like the same way that your reputation came up. No, sorry, Jerry. I'm I, I I don't I'm not disagreeing with like the purpose of the track. I'm just saying like it sounds like to me that this thing gets filled up like way too quickly. Well, like you am I you are... am I like crazy? Like well, I mean, we you're didn't... criminals doing criminal things. So looking ahead a bit, it looks like things don't really matter until we get wider levels. Correct. I agree. No, this it is, seems this is just a mechanic thing. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I thought we did a really good job of being surreptitious. And then the game is like, oh, you almost like didn't. I'm like, well, what? I don't. So I don't remember the four heat we gained during the heist. Was that all Devil's Bargains? That was all Devil's Bargains that you took. So, I mean, I guess in theory, we should have we should have taken other things, knowing that heat. We didn't know heat was this bad. Now we do. So we just need to take a devil's bargain. You need to be for things other than heat in the future because it's, it's a yeah. bad place to stack heat. Otherwise, if we hadn't taken those, we'd only be at four, which would be much more sensible. We were reckless in our mm, yeah. devil's bargaining. So that's just you know good for us to know. Uh, all right. Entanglements. Your scoundrels and crew didn't just spring into existence tonight. You have a complex history of favors, commitments, debts, and promises that got you where you are today. To reflect this, after each score, you roll dice to find out which entanglement comes calling. An entanglement might be a rival crew looking to throw their weight around and demand some coin. An investigator of the city watch making a case against your crew, but ready for a bribe. Or even the attention of a vengeful ghost. After payoff and heat are determined, the GM generates an entanglement for the crew using the list below. Uh, find the column that matches the crew's current heat level. So it is eight. Okay. Eight. Six plus. Your uh, wanted level is zero. So I'm going to roll two dice and we'll keep the lowest. 
Uh, so a one, flipped or interrogation. So entanglements, we can roll these either secretly or out in the open. Uh, we'll do it out in the open. So flipped means one of the PC's rivals arranges for one of your contacts, patrons, clients, or a group of your customers to switch allegiance due to the heat on you. They're loyal to another faction now. Interrogation is that blue coats round up on the PCs to question them about the crew's crimes. How did they manage to capture you? Either pay them off with three coin, or they beat you up level two harm, and you tell them what they want to know, plus three heat. Uh, you can resist each of these consequences separately. Those are both kind of rough. Flipped is definitely better. Yeah, flipped isn't as bad. Flip could be neat, because... Things did happen, and I know that Sophia's uh, bartender friend, even though she came ahead because of our takeover of the tavern, um, we also have heat on us, so maybe she doesn't want to associate with us at this moment. Maybe, you know, she, she definitely likes us, but at this point, maybe she's not eager to be seen with us. I assume we can't, like, double dip these. Like, I know somebody burned one of their contacts in the heist. Yeah, like, that's that was They're what I was the ones thinking about. Flip, right? But, yeah, like, we've already done that through something else. So, I th think what we're gonna do is... I like how he makes train noises right before he makes a decision for us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that this is gonna have to be Eckerd. Uh, yeah. Iskra's corpse thief friend uh, stops coming around for a little while. Thanks. That doesn't feel punitive at all. I mean, it's supposed to be punitive. I think Tabitha means to her specifically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very well. There's word on the street that... Well, tell me a little bit about Eckerd. You talked about him some last time when uh, we were doing the flashback, right? I mean, he steals corpses for me. What do you want? Okay. Well, uh, he's been seen working with Flint, a known spirit trafficker. And that's one of my contacts. And that's actually your rival. Eckerd, you bastard. Between scores, your crew spends time at their liberty, attending to personal needs and side projects. These are called downtime activities. Uh, during a downtime phase, each PC has time for two downtime activities. When you're at war, you only have time for one. So the activities are Acquire Asset, which gives you a temporary use of an asset. Long-term project, you can say that you want to do something and we talk about it. You can make a clock and we figure out how long it'll take. Recover, so if you get hurt, you can seek treatment to heal your harm. Uh, you can reduce heat... Uh, you can train, that will let you mark XP on your attribute or playbook, and you can indulge vice, where you visit your vice purveyor to relieve stress. Oh, we should also make sure that everybody marked XP properly. That's a good point. I was reading through that section. I'm not sure if we did. We didn't, uh, no, because we made a point not to. If you roll a desperate action, you're going to get an XP mark on that particular skill tree that you rolled for but at the end of the session we're going to look at the playbook advancements at the end of session uh take a look at your playbook specific xp key it should be the very first thing john why don't you go ahead and tell us what virgil's first uh xp item is oh they're different okay yep 
each each playbook had their first one is a little bit different. Every time I roll a desperate action, mark XP in the actions attribute. At the end of each session for each item below, mark one XP, or instead mark two XP if that item occurred multiple times. Did I address a power with knowledge or arcane power? So I I'm gonna say opening up the safe with my ghost powers, yes. I, I would definitely say that, yeah. I don't know so much if the I you know showed the guards like forged materials that I don't know if that counts as knowledge. It's definitely deception. Yeah. Yeah. You expressed my beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Um, I mean, I'm an anti-murder person, and I tried to get other people not to murder. So I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Okay. I struggle with issues from my vice or traumas. No. All right. Okay, so I marked two things under playbook advancement, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, Tabitha, why don't we talk about Iskra now? I don't recall making any desperate actions. I don't think there were any at all. I did one. Oh, yeah, you did. But you took a, a devil's bargain for it. So you addressed a challenge with technical skill or mayhem. I definitely addressed a challenge with technical skill by uh, charming that safe, opening it up. You said opening the safe? Yeah, opening I would safe. agree with that. I also found the secret door down to the basement. Yeah. I don't know if the uh, sleeping dust vial of sleeping... I mean, didn't that fail miserably? It did fail. It was mayhem. Does that count? <laughs> well, I mean, you've already marked I mean, for it, that one twice. So challenged. <laughs> yeah. Um... You expressed your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Uh, at the end of the play session, I did insist on helping with the wounded. And <laughs> rummaging around in, in human inner, innards is definitely one of my drives. So would that count? Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, you guess so? I mean, you can tell me no, Jeremy. You do it all the time. No, I mean, it's right there on your sheet. <laughs> Experimenting with corpses. It's true. I think that's more struggling with issues from your vice. <laughs> I mean, we can count it for that as well. Like, cause yeah. yeah. Okay. Or instead rather. All right, Toby, let's go to you. All right. So my first one is you addressed a challenge with calculation or conspiracy. Uh, I'm going to argue I did that twice. Uh, once when I called in the manufacturer for this particular safe and got one of the numbers. Uh, I'd also argued that when I stopped Iskra and had the um, mix in my powder, my sleep powder with their chemicals, that was also a calculated maneuver, <laughs> even if the final result was not quite up to par with expectation. <laughs> so I'm going to mark two since I did it multiple times. Okay, I'll allow it. You expressed your belief drives, heritage, your background. I would argue that during our intro scene, uh, I made a good case for being, you know, I, I, I expressed my background as a, a young lawyer trying to maintain his family business in this very chaotic, dark world that is Duskval. Yeah, I would uh, agree with that. Yeah. Set the stage very well. And lastly, struggle with issues from your vice or traumas. I would argue, no, I did not do that. Yeah, you didn't go to your pleasure boxing basement. <laughs> that is a secret between <laughs> myself and my hands. 
All right. Uh, and, and I would argue other people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're talking about the other trauma or the other the other vice. Okay. Oh. Never mind. What? Yeah, pleasure boxing basement uh, uh, was boxing. what Jeremy said. Boxing. <laughs> and you heard pleasure basement. Which, you know. I have two basements. It's a big building. Oh, uh, which makes my comment all the more hilarious. That is great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, Kevin, why don't you tell us about Sophia? So, I think there's two for addressing a challenge with deception or influence. Um, one, when I used my friend to set up the job, influence, and then deception when I got some of the guards um, to think I was just a drunk, you know, patron, have, have wanted to have a dice game. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Um, it's just my beliefs drives heritage background. So my background is I was like a ship's quartermaster, like so it's like trade-related, um, which I may, I don't know, I may recognize that it may be totally useless, but we'll see. Um, my heritage is, is I was like a pirate or a legitimate salvager in the Dagger Isles. Um, so I don't know. I could stretch it because we like pirated this place, but... Even for me, I'm kind of stretching that a little hard <laughs> by pilfering these, these things. Um, as I'm hoping that I can make those come up more often or else it's going to be kind of irritating that I have a useful background or heritage. Well, I think considering how, how many canals and whatnot, this is a very waterlogged sort of city, it might yeah. come up, but I don't know for a fact that it's going to. Yeah, and it's it's not that like you have to... Uh, it's, it's not like you have to like bring them to like play or anything like that it's just that you can like describe the world in those terms sort of thing yeah which is my because i don't know anything about those i picked them because it felt like a decent like role play effect but i don't know <laughs> we'll see I, yeah i think it, i think i'm gonna give it one more heist and if i still strike out on it i may may adjust them because it's not worth a shit yeah i gotcha um and the last thing oh vice and traumas yeah i don't, don't think i did did this did we mark XP for the crew already? You're right. We do need to do that. So it's one for a successful burglary, espionage, robbery, or sabotage. Uh, that's one, obviously. Yep. And I would argue we contended with challenges above our current station. Most definitely. Yeah. Yes. We did. We did. We didn't bolster our reputation or develop a new. Do you know what your reputation is? And now your reputa- No, your reputation is tiresome. Yeah. <laughs> We're, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, you know, we did sort of stiff the red sashes out of a good bit of money by convincing them. So they could be <laughs> tired of us. I kind of feel like the, the, the crew's name and the reputation are uh, maybe <laughs> like placeholders. We need to really nail those down. I definitely think they were placeholders after uh, going and listening to that episode again. <laughs> I think they were both throw throwaway jokes. So, I mean, to me, so I, I wasn't in session zero, so coming into session one, it feels like the kind of the gist of the crew is quiet professionals who aren't going to leave a lot of bodies behind um, because some of us don't want to murder. Some of us, you know, some of us don't want to waste a body. Goodness sakes. Why would yeah. You and, and some of us don't want to waste a body. So to me, if we can work <laughs> that into a, a real reputation, then I think we did bolster it. But how do we want to say that for reputation? Let's or can see. I just put that? I mean, so tiresome isn't actually one of the real reputations. No, we have to have a list. Or... 
No, I was just and really exhausted by the end of that yeah, session. <laughs> kind of like how it's already been an hour. I mean, do we have to pick one from a list, or can we invent our own? Like, we I can mean, invent yes. our own. There is a list that has some reputations on it, if you want to hear them. But So, I mean, uh, what about... I, was say something, my, I put forth quiet professionals who don't leave bodies. Okay. Any objections? Any nope. abstentions? None at all. Nope. All right. I'll allow it. Right ahead. That's that's a vote. <laughs> and like, I'm fine with "I'll allow it" being our like catchphrase or motto or whatever. But we need a new name for our. Whatever game. happened to Moxie? I mean, I would be fine with Moxie. I'm fine with Moxie. The, the Unless Moxie Jeremy had a plan for that name. Right. We've spoken. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna mark an XP for bolstering reputation because we didn't we didn't drop bodies. Correct. I mean, we didn't. <laughs> and the last one is express the goals, drives, inner conflict, or essential nature of This one is very broad. Essentially, did anything happen that highlighted the specific elements that make your crew unique? Uh, I think so. We're, we're not cat burglars specifically. And, you know, we all kind of have these these drives that are certainly more highbrow in nature. Uh, we're not rogues. We're not, you know, street thieves. And I feel like we kind of handled that in that manner. Um, we sort of swindled our way past the guards. Uh, we swindled our way into the, you know, the vault. Virgil used ghost powers to sort of get some information. And I feel like we have a very non-traditional situation going on, and I think we embodied that in pretty much everything we did. Yeah, and go ahead and mark uh, one more for contend with challenges above your current station, because y'all were, like, in the thick of the the lamp black stuff and had to keep dealing with their people and their you know all of their protections and everything like that so and you'll note that uh, i did specifically word this as don't leave bodies behind so if we kill people <laughs> we have to take the bodies i am perfectly <laughs> happy with that that we decided awesome. that we won't kill people so we will not leave bodies behind <laughs> okay in theory is there a downtime activity handout? Oh, there sure is. So under handouts, there's downtime, and it's got the list of the different activities that you can do on there. Oh, excellent. I want to... Like, everyone's going to get two of these. Does everyone want to do both of their downtimes at the same time? Or do we want to, like, round robin it? Everyone do one and then go around and do do their second one after? I kind of like that idea. Yeah, let's do round round. Sure. Okay. Does anyone have an idea on what they want to do first? I'm still looking at it. <laughs> I do. Okay. Let's I get got one bias. So just to cover, we have two we can do. Each of each of us get two. Correct. So the first thing I want to do is reduce heat because, woo, we got a lot of it. All right. So how are you going to go about reducing the heat on your crew? Okay, well, I have contacts with the blue coats. Uh, you had contacts. Yeah, I had a contact, but being, you know, a legal eagle, you know, I've got small contacts. I've got people I can reach out to. I know how to cover, you know, things legally. So I'm going to say that I just, you know, since it's a concert role anyway, oh, it just gives an example here. Uh, make your console. Yeah, that was kind of what I was going to do anyway, is basically reach out to some contacts and get some heat taken off. Okay. So I'm going to do a consort. You would say this is a controlled role because I'm just, you know, casually... 
I'd say if you still had your contact, it'd be controlled great. Mm, I think risky, now yeah. it's going to be a risky standard because you've got a lot of heat right now and you're talking about going to a blue coats facility. Okay. My next thing was going to be uh, indulge vice. So I think I will go ahead and take a stress, right? To push yourself. That's one thing you can do. No, actually the yeah. first thing is someone else gives you a hand. I'll give you a hand. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe we just kind of go around. We put a couple coins and some, some hands uh, cover more ground with multiple people. So Iskra's going to give me a, a dice. And, uh, I, oh, I didn't do a Devil's Bargain, but I guess that's fine. Um, I was kind of worried about doing a Devil's Bargain anyway, because we know what Jeremy loves to do. <laughs> but, uh, cool. I actually got a single six. Uh, it's not a critical, but I'd mark off three heat. There you go. Now, if you okay. do want to bump it up, you can spend a coin. Uh, for every downtime activity, you can spend a coin to increase the effect. You know, uh, was anybody else planning we on got, we got reducing heat? Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. The Isker and I will kind of go around town, do some favors for people in the right places. You know, I'll call in some favors, little things here and there, reach out to some of my lawyer buddies, and sort of mitigate the damage as far as our name is concerned. All right. I want to say that while Cliff is doing all of this, it's probably like a day or two after the heist. You heard that, you know, there were people out looking for you, so you decided to go and talk to Jaren to try to calm some stuff down. And that's when you found out that he didn't really want to have very much to do with you anymore because, he, well, he found out that you had used them to try to do crime. Uh, and Jaren's, uh, what, like, what sort of dude is this Jaren? Uh, he's an archivist, so probably not, certainly not on the front line, certainly sitting behind a desk, desk jockey. I'm, desk. I'm kind of imagining that he's probably an idealist with that sort of job. Like, cause he's not idealist, out on the streets, no. like, working with people. Like, maybe <clears throat> he thinks the blue coats actually do good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's somebody like that. And he, we're both fairly young, so like he got out of the academy. Dustfall hasn't broken him yet. Uh, he still, he still is, backs the blue. He's still trying to be one of the good ones uh, without realizing that you know you can't really you can't really change the system. Uh, so you know, he's always looked at me. You know, maybe he's looked at me with a bit of pity uh, after my my father died, and I'm having to take the responsibility on. So he wants to be my friend. He really wants to help out, but knowing that I'm getting into the life is something he's not okay with and it's going to take some time for me to win him back over if you want to start a long-term project to rep repair your relationship with him it's going to be a four-star clock okay just just so you're aware all right let's go on I think Kevin said that he had something next uh yeah uh it's not as exciting but uh I'm going to train, put some, put an XP tick into my resolve. Uh, cause it All came right. in handy. It came in handy last time. And, uh, I think it's going to be a role I need to be better at. So I'm going to work towards Do you that. know, because of our, um, crew, we do have training and prowess. So, so I could mark you could, two in prowess. You could mark two underneath prowess. I will mark two under prowess because I realized that, you know, normally I'm a very resolve focused character, but obviously there's, 
gonna be more with this crew. There's gonna be more need to sneak around and get into fights um, and use my finesse and such. So I'm gonna start you know, trying to train on that. And I think I'm gonna train. Um, what I'm gonna do is is uh, just just shadow the other the other members of, of the of the team around. You know, obviously with, with hopefully without them knowing. But that way, if they spot me, it's not like a scandal. But I'm gonna try to shadow them around and prowl about over a, over a couple of days and try to get better at it. Okay. Tabitha, John, who wants to go next? Um, I've got an idea for something. During the um, the heist, uh, I used my subterfuge supplies, which included uh, some fake documentation. All right, so I didn't go into it at the time, but what actually happened was I'd done some sneaking around the lamp blacks, and I noticed another Aruvian who looked kind of similar to me. And I stole his documentation. So after we got back from the heist, his name is Gregerson, I'm going to say. So an Aruvian who looks kind of like me. I mean, people are a little bit racist here, so they think all Aruvians look the same. So Gregerson, I stole his documents, and I want to try and plant them in such a way and maybe spread some, some rumors that he was actually the one involved. So it was kind of an internal... Uh, attack from the within the lamp blacks that went and raided their own war chest to plant that rumor to maybe take some of the heat off of us and make them wonder if this Gregerson guy was actually involved in the heist. Does okay. that sound sound okay to you? Yeah. So what? I think Let's that would be a survey, which is to gather information about opportunities or exploits. Um, to try and find a way to sneak this ID back in and sneak in the 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 ideas maybe into some of their um, their heavies that the guy that you know was there that night was actually Gregerson. See, I'm I'm kind of thinking that it's gonna be a finesse because the important bit is that you're trying to plant this information. So, but finesse is all physical. So didn't you say you wanted to, like, drop the ID somewhere or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I want to take the ID back, but part of it is is the, you know, just putting the ID somewhere, like dropping it at the scene of the crime. I don't know if that would actually connect the dots without kind of also some rumor mongering. But I, I'm not sure. I don't have any dots in finesse, so what, I don't think I could do that then, right? What, what about the rest of be... you? What do y'all think? about what John's trying to do. Is, wait, what's, is this a reduce heat? Yeah, it'd be reducing heat is the goal. Yeah, throwing somebody else under the bus. I'm just trying to see what, what everyone else thinks, uh, what sort of skill y'all think that falls under. Right, yeah, so so that's really the question. I thought that might be survey, which survey a location, see what's going on, gather information about opportunities or exploits, but kind of using that as a way of going somewhere and sort of planting evidence and jeremy said it should be more like finesse which is sleight of hand misdirection it kind of depends on what you're what, how you're doing about it i think i agree with john here because it is not so much about sleight of hand it is definitely more taking your time staking a place out waiting until the move you make can make it it seems like you're being a lot more calculated 
then that, you that was sort of my thinking you know i i go back and i drop the id somewhere where i know like a black um lamp is going to find it but also mm -hmm. like i figure out some of the people involved and like through like their network you know i keep myself one or two people away and sort of spread this rumor oh yeah my ruvian pal gregerson he was telling mm -hmm. me about he had he just came into some money you know that type of thing i could even okay. see this being a hunt i mean you're not physically attacking them but I was thinking about Hunt, but, but yeah. yeah. Like gathering information about the target. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm find out where Gregerson lives. Maybe that's how I stole it originally. And then I sort of plant some other incriminating notes or something nearby. Okay. Yeah. I, c I could go with either Hunt or Survey. I'm fine with either of those. Okay. Why don't we do Hunt? That sounds fine to me. I've got the same number of ticks in both. Okay. And the idea here is that I'm going to reduce heat with this action. And I, I can help you, and that can be part of my training of sneaking around. Okay. And then I roll one bonus dice if somebody's helping me? Yeah. Correct. Okay. So then, well, right. that's, I roll two ones for those Seth. at home. So I, I, this doesn't work super well. Turns no, out. but it gets a small amount of rumors going, enough to kind of muddy the waters. So you do reduce your heat by one. All right, uh, Tabitha. What is Iskra doing? Um, so I'm kind of intrigued by the thought of doing a long-term project, but I don't really have a good idea on what that project would look like, so I think I'm not going to do that. Well, is there like a yeah. particular kind of potion or alchemy sort of thing that you wish you had? I mean, I kind of wish I had had like a potion of drowsiness like i don't want to kill these people i just want them to be out of commission for a minute or two and i tried that and it didn't work great and i really wish i could improve on that that's basically what trans powder does there are right? crafting rules for figuring out how to make potions for right now i'm gonna train i'm just gonna mark an xp in an attribute if you do it in prowess i get to i'm gonna go ahead and get to uh, and then we'll say I'm going to be crafting. I'm going to be working on that, and we can talk about the crafting rules later. Okay. Tobias, I think we're back up top to you. All right. So I do like the product of recovering my contact. However, my party right now is relieving some stress, so I'm going to beat the fuck out of some people. <laughs> I'm going down to that basement boxing bar, that speakeasy or beat easy, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> this part of town. <laughs> and I'm signing up for the next round. This is Fight Club, baby. And I'm beating the fuck out of people. So, uh, looking at the rules here, indulging your vice is something, things that don't really matter too much. I'm not going to be lost in my vice, uh, taking up a whole session. But you roll to find out how much stress relief you're going to receive. The vice roll is like a resistance roll in reverse. Rather than gaining stress levels, you clear stress levels. The effectiveness of your dolls depends on your character's worst attribute rating. Ooh. Yep, uh, it so is your weakest quality. It is the most thrall to the vice. So it I looks like it's going to be either prowess or resolve for you. Yep. Either way it works. I think prowess would be the best since the, the nature of this. I'm going to... Oh, can I get bonus dice for this? I don't... It's a resistance, I guess. Clear stress equal to this. I don't think I really need bonus dice here. I don't know how that submit. would work. Okay, uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of reverse, so it says... So you're going to be removing three stress. Okay. Click. All right. Yeah, I was also going to remove oh. stress if I can just go ahead and do that. Yeah, go ahead. 
Uh, what's yours? Oh, okay. There <laughs> we I go. Overindulged. You sure did. I have uh, four. So for those at home, I rolled. I, I, you know, I go and consort with my demons. It's part of my 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 vice. So I rolled a three and a six. So I take the highest, which is six. So Correct. I would remove remove six stress, but I only have four. Okay. So. so the good news is that you no longer have any stress at all. Um, however, you do overindulge, so you're gonna have to choose one of these. Uh, either attract trouble to where where we're gonna either select to roll an in, an additional entanglement for you. Uh, you can have bragged about your exploits, and that would give y'all plus two heat. Uh, lost, you play a different character until this one returns. I don't think that's a particularly good one, but... Uh, and tapped, your current purveyor cuts you off. Find a new source for your vice. Find a new well, all, all of the other ones sound very frustrating, so I'm just going to do tapped. So okay. I can't do that. I can't re relieve this stress anymore. At this point. Yes, so that means that you currently do not have a way to relieve stress in the future. Uh, so... Okay. so can you kind of describe to us what happened here? How, uh... I'll, I'll think about it. Why don't you go do somebody else? Um, I get, Tabitha, why don't we go to you next? Oh, you I... wanted to do crafting last. Okay, let's do uh, Kevin then. Sure. I think uh, for my second activity, I will reduce heat. And so I, I have, uh, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to indulge my vice. My vice purveyor owns a pleasure barge. And I'm going to... Uh, hang out that, there for a bit. Maybe find a couple blue coats, or find a couple um, members of the uh, lamplighters, and just you know give them a reason to maybe not worry so much about this little old moxie again they've heard about. You know, focus on the the big players in the game. So I'm going to use or concert or sway. It's the same either way. Yeah, either way, it sounds good. Uh, I'll take help from someone if someone else has a, a you know narrative way to do it. I might have to look up to see whether or not y'all can help each other in downtime rolls or not, but... It did. It uh, says it in the rules, I think. Does it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It says, for any downtime activity, please uh, take one dice if a friend or contact helps you. Oh, can okay. I take a can I take a, a die because I'm, I'm doing this at, at my vice for very... They're like a contact. Yeah, we'll go with that. I like it. Four knocks off. Two heat. Okay with that. All right, so that got you guys down to what? Down two to heat? two for those listening at home, which is a little better. I'll take yeah. it. So let's do the crafting thing with Tabitha. All right. Uh, so, so during downtime, a PC can tinker with special materials and tools to produce strange alchemical builds or modify items, uh, create spark craft gadgets, or enchant arcane implements or weapons. The system for each method is similar. Uh, so tell me about this potion that you want to make. What What is it and what does it do? So what I'm trying to accomplish is I want to make some kind of a small area of effect potion that makes people uh, drowsy or groggy or dizzy. Not to, not to fully incapacitate them. I don't want anybody dying of this because that could get back to me pretty easily, but... Just to just to make them significantly less effective for a few minutes to buy us, you know, if we could just walk right past the guards because they're drunk or whatever. So there there is dream smoke, which already kind of does that. 
I mean, there is. So, so it seems like either take Dream Smoke or make a more potent version that does is better. So Dream Smoke is something that you kind of have to, if if I'm reading it correctly, uh, ingest. And I'm wanting something I can throw at someone, like throw at their face, maybe, and have it take effect. So it's very similar to a lot of things that already exist. So you, you want to make like a Dream Smoke bomb almost. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Something so like it that. sounds like you're trying to be able to affect like three to six people. And you yeah. said for a couple of minutes. Maybe, I mean, a couple of minutes wouldn't buy us a lot. Like maybe five to ten minutes. Okay. All right. So uh, as far as like the minimum quality level of this item is going to have to be a two. That right. way it will affect that big of a group and last that long. If I could combine Dream Smoke, Trans Powder, and a Smoke Bomb. Okay. That seems nice. There you go. That sounds like a good way of doing it. And maybe a dash of Eye Blind. What rare, strange, or adverse aspect of this formula or design has kept it in obscurity out of common usage? I would say that it's really unstable. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy, at the bottom of this, it says that alchemicals, bombs, and dangerous gadgets are highly restricted in Dusk Bowl. So maybe that's why, is because they recognize that, oh no, this could be used for illicit reasons. So we're not going to let people make this or distribute it. Hell yeah. So I think there, yeah, I, that makes sense. So the drawbacks for it, uh, it sounds like this is... I'm going to have to say it's both consumable and volatile. Uh, right. So you're only going to be able to make a couple of uses at a time. Uh, I'm going to say that you're going to have to make sure you're wearing some thick gloves whenever you're using this. All right. uh, you, you definitely don't want this thing to get on your skin. <laughs> gotcha. Alright, so uh, so now that we've designed your elixir of sleepiness, it's uh, a you bomb. can craft it using it's a, bomb a downtime of sleepiness. activity. Uh, your, your sleep bomb. Uh, nap time. Nap time! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now that you've designed nap time, you can uh, craft it using a downtime activity. Uh, so make a tinker roll. All right. uh, you're trying to get a tier 2. Uh, so you're going to roll one die for each Tinker action dot. Okay. Uh, base quality level is equal to your cruise tier modified by the result of the roll. The results are based on your cruise tier because it indicates the overall quality of the workspace and materials you have access to. Okay. If you do the work with the workshop upgrade for your crew, your effective tier level is one higher for this roll. Don't y'all have that? We do have a workshop. Yes, we do, yes. Okay. So you're trying to get a two. Roll your tinker. What's the position? Uh, just do risky standard because you're just rolling those dice. Do I have bonus dice? Is it works out a plus one die. It's gonna give a plus one to the quality. It, it basically upgrades it to the next highest uh, tier. So a three means that you your quality level is tier minus one. It's gonna be plus one. Because of your workshop crew upgrade. So right now, uh, it's tier zero. If you want to make this thing, you're going to have to spend coin to upgrade the quality, and it's going to cost you two coin. I think I'm going to chuck this one in the bin and try again next time. Okay. 
Take it as a learning experience. Yep. <laughs> you chuck it in the bin, it explodes. The, the bio crushes in there, blows up in your face. And we find you 12 hours later. The worst hangover <laughs> you ever had. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Moxie. Hope you've been enjoying this Flights of the Dark campaign. Thanks to Ketza for the use of our theme song. Thank you to all of our players, and thank you for listening. Like and subscribe where you can, and um, be tuned in for more Moxie in the future. All right, thanks. Back on the Pleasure Barge... Uh, Sophia is approached by Clyra. The tavern owner, yeah. She, uh, she probably doesn't meet you there on the barge, actually, but probably finds you as you're, like, coming off of it, knowing that you were probably busy while you were there. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, like, you're getting off the boat, and you see her down there waiting for you. I'll go over and ask her how things have been. How are things going after the interesting times? Well, uh, you know, it seems like your plan went off more or less without a hitch, and but the uh, the lamp blacks know that uh, that something happened, and someone said something to let someone know that the cash was there, and you know they know that you guys did it. Of course, word gets around. I I'm pretty sure it's just gonna be a matter of time till they put two and two together and figure out that I helped get you guys in the door. It's possible. I don't think you're, you're that implicated in things. Plus, uh, with any luck, the lamp lags won't be around too much longer. You know, the red sashes aren't, aren't going to just stop here. Neither uh, will the crows. I, I don't know. Word on the street is that the sashes got trounced pretty soundly. Trounced. Um, the, uh... But you know, the, there's the always la- more the... of them in that fighting school of theirs. Wow, that sounds kind of racist. <laughs> I'm fine. No, but no. Yeah, I, I I'm just I'm just kind of worried right now. Like the lamp blacks haven't come back around because they've got plenty on their plates dealing with the red sashes. But that means that you know if if something happens, they're gonna come and they're gonna ask questions and they're gonna bust heads. We counted on you, and you, know, you can count on us. If you need protection, place to hide, or you need uh, someone to throw someone off your trail or whatever, just, just you know, let, let us know what you need. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna use you and throw you to the wolves. Well, you I won't gotcha. anywhere. Well, I I appreciate that, and uh, there are some like uh, repairs, and I've been wanting to do some painting inside the old <laughs> smoky. Get it cleaned up. That'd be that'd be nice if I could get a good scrub on those boards. Uh, how much did you wind up getting out of that deal, anyway? Does she really want this because she wants a good scrub on her, on her boards? Is this uh, a I mean, I mean, she's she, not. She, is she lying to me? Is it? <laughs> no, she's she's not lying. Uh, she's she's here for her cut that you were able to tell last time that uh, she would want some of. Uh, but you also know she is honestly concerned that the lamp blacks are going to come around well we have we only have i guess oh, i guess one coin would be an appropriate cut for something like this because that's what we would have paid our overload if we start that progress clock is that a fair assumption no i think she'd be happy with one coin yeah because I, I, uh, 
And she can make things difficult for us, so I think we've got to give her a coin. So be it. All right, yeah, no, she's she's very happy about that. And she says, listen, just between you and me, I know you guys are up and coming. Lamp Blacks, you know, I you may be right about them being on their back feet right now. And if that's the case, if y'all need a foot in Crow's Foot, come by the old Smokey. Maybe the Lamp Blacks time in that corner of the neighborhood is done oh ho it's a it's a good offer thank you so normally uh i uh kevin i think you were talking about the uh turf the um i forget what that whole map is the, called the, the layer yeah i mean how do we increase our layer map thing yeah so uh normally what you would do is you would you would have a a heist that where you would say hey we want to go claim some turf. Who can we go get some turf from? Where is it at? And things like that. Uh, and the then we would set up a heist around that. Uh, normally, you have to go like along the lines, you know, because these are all connected to each other in different ways. Yeah. Because of what y'all did, I'm going to say it actually opens up the possibility to... Uh, try to take the tavern. So we okay. could make that our next heist if we chose to. It is possible that you could use this opportunity to finish kicking the Lamp Blacks out of that area of the neighborhood, and then you would have the tavern as part of your turf. I'll definitely relay that to the rest of the gang, because that seems like a really good idea. Yeah, I like that idea, too. Uh, maybe not in the immediate future, tactically, since Crowsfoot is a little bit away from home base and still in land black territory but uh i would be very interested in getting a <clears throat> legitimate business operating uh under our purview if we did it and then had officially had a, had a foot in the door in the crow's territory we could then pay them and say look you know before we weren't we're, we're making it right we now we're officially here we keep out the lamp letters or we're you know working on it we'll pay you a cut from our jobs you know kind of square that up before that clock fills, we could uh, maybe let the red sashes lick their wounds for uh, lick their wounds for a little bit, and then <laughs> go all in and uh, take the area. We still have six segments in this war and uh, this clock. Uh, John, let's get over to you. Do you want to tell us uh, about what happened with uh, with your demon friend and why you can't go to them anymore? Sure. Yeah. I mean, so. Thanks for giving me time, because, like, I remembered I misunderstood how this was supposed to work before, so I just wanted to make sure I got it right. I was kidnapped by this demon named Satara, and uh, I go and commune with the, like, demon gods with Satara as part of my stress relief. So part of that is, you know, we're together, uh, me and Satara. Satara is a demon, and they are motivated by, like, these core generally kind of negative motivation so she kind of has this corruption desire and you know of affecting the outcomes from the shadows of things so we're you know praying to the demon gods together the ghost field which i can tap into with attuning is ectoplasmic energy right and demons actually have ectoplasmic energy as their blood so part of that worship is bloodletting from both of us and she gives me you know i keep asking her for more and more blood um because i like store it in these vials and use it in part to kind of tap into a tune and then i i ask for too much 
and she tells me, you know, I I can't have any more. Okay. I think before uh, she's gonna allow you to partake in these worship services anymore, she's going to want you to do something. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna have to think about that, what I want her to ask you to do. Does anyone have, like, a weird request a demon might make of a person just on <laughs> hand? They want a baby. A sacrifice of some kind. The, the the main issue is that you know he's he's over there drinking her blood, indulging in her repaired energy. Totally not a metaphor for you know <laughs> anything. Sex. Definitely uh, not. But he's, so I, I he's didn't actually stopping. say consuming, and and I thought about that, <laughs> and I don't think I'm actually consuming the blood. I'm I'm using the blood's essence and discarding. Yeah, it. you're using it to yeah, yeah. using <laughs> using it. Yeah. But I mean, either way, it's it's the same general <laughs> principle. Like you're over there, like sucking at the teeth of her, you know, blood, and she's like, "Stop! That's too much. You're gonna kill me." And you just keep doing it because you're addicted. And I think, like logically, it makes sense for her to need proof that you've got your head straight and you're not going to like kill her or whatever the whatever you would do to a demon to murder it, kill whatever. Uh, so she's gonna require proof that you got your head straight, is what I would say. Now, being a demon, I can definitely see her foregoing logic and making a really weird request. Maybe asking him to find her a new thrall or, you know, somebody that she can drain the life out of herself. Something like that. Um, actually, what if she wanted uh, a canister of ectoplasmic energy to replace what he took from her? <laughs> <laughs> she needs sure. a she needs a v8 so you know like what powers the big like electric fences that protect duskwall are the ships that come in off the void sea that hunt down the leviathans which are like you know gigantic demons basically that live right. down there in the void sea it takes their ichor and turns it into energy and i think that's what she wants is she wants you to get her a bottle a, uh, of acre? Not a bottle, a, a barrel. A whale. A barrel. Not not a whole whale. She wants you to get a barrel from somewhere. Uh, but it's gonna... It's probably before you can even attempt a heist to get this, you're probably gonna have to hit the streets to try to find where you could even find that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make a four-star clock for you uh, that says uh, 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 the barrel hunt. <laughs> if you ever find any clues in a heist, we can put ticks on that, or you can like uh, pursue it like it's a downtime activity to try to figure out uh, where you can go to get an ectoplasmic barrel. How's that sound to everyone? That sounds good. Yeah, I like that. That sounds it sounds like we've got two leads. We've got ectoplasmic well barrel and we've got take over the tavern as kind of big directions. Sorry, I mean, so this is my thing, right? Like mm. I wouldn't have to reveal to them that I want this. Uh yeah. that is correct. And I don't think my character True. would. I assume that whenever I finish it I'll be able to indulge in my stress again, right? Uh, yes, at that point you'll be able to gotcha. indulge in your so stress. I, my character could reveal to tell these okay. guys about oh, it. Oh, okay. So you are you're specifically not right. going to. 
I mean, I don't see why I would currently. Okay. It's embarrassing. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Okay. So. Yep. No, I think it's good though. I think it makes sense. Yeah. I'm fine. I mean, but. Um. Yeah. It's not. It's not a. I'm not bringing it to the group and saying, "Hey guys, guess what?" <laughs> uh, John, while Virgil is, uh, where does Virgil live at? Never thought about it. <laughs> It's not not something okay. that we did in character creation, so right. I don't know. So, uh, so while Virgil is going back to wherever their house is at, you know, maybe it's like remnants of you know the suckling of the electroplasmic energy that you did, you know, whatever you know weird rites and rituals that Virgil did with that. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of the buzz, but. You keep feeling like there's someone watching you and someone following you, but not in like the normal way, but in that weird way through the ghost field. Okay. And like you could almost swear that you hear down in uh, like from around the corner two streets back, you could almost swear that you hear like the gurgling of someone drowning okay i mean should i do something about that if you want to <laughs> sure it's fine i i would investigate i guess because i mean i'm assuming this is a similar voice to the one i heard when we were underground uh yeah it definitely sounds like the same sort of thing okay i mean i would want to investigate i assume why don't you make a like, do you, are you just, like, gonna go and take a look? Or are you gonna try to sneak your way over there? Or Well, I I mean, if it's if it feels like it's in the ghost field and I've already got those ectoplasmic energy, you know, flowing through me, I feel like I'm gonna try and find somewhere I could put my spirit mask on because that's, that's when I heard that voice before. Uh-huh. So I sort of duck into an alley sort of on the way toward whatever this sound is and i put my spirit mask on and then sort of concentrate and try and see the the spirit field to to see if it if i can tell if that's where i'm hearing this so that would be in a tune i assume that would be an a tune correct uh let's make this uh i'm gonna say controlled uh, like normally i would say risky standard but i'm gonna say with you Having all of the electroplasmic energy flowing through you, it's controlled. So controlled standard. Okay, so I roll two fives. All right. Uh, so can you describe to me what it's like when you reach through the gross field again? So everything is black. Then things start vibrating with a, a light, like a, a mild light. The things that are that are alive or that have been touched by a spirit. So it's kind of like mostly dark and then kind of a... A bluish grayish light uh that sort of outlines the surroundings okay yeah? so, so is it like an out-of-body experience or do you have to physically no. move through the world no no it's 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 just like putting on a pair of glasses you okay know? so i see i still see where i am in relation to everything else i'm not looking looking out of my body no are you able to like see through walls and stuff like that with it or 
I mean, walls walls don't contain spirit energy, so that's that's what I'm looking at, right? So whatever is kind of with within a, a radius of me, I can see regardless of whether it's through a wall or not. You know, so if I look up and there's a person there, you know, taking a bath, I'd be able to tell that there's a person, you know, up there regardless of if they're through a wall. Okay, as you're uh, looking through the ghost field, like, you were, like, a couple blocks away and you can see, like, people going about business inside these houses. There's, you know, some people sleeping or eating or, you know, the other things that you do in houses. Uh, and uh, back playing in, board games. Yeah, they're playing. Uh, what is it? King's Dick. King's Dilemma. You're able to look and you see that a couple blocks back there is kind of like the bright glow and weird discharges that you associate with someone trying to exercise a ghost. Hmm. And it's a few blocks away. You said. Yeah, from the direction that that call came from. Okay. And. I think you probably could make out enough detail to to realize that it's you you don't recognize who the ghost is, but they're obviously struggling very much. It looks like they're being pulled into some like weird rock thing, but it's definitely Flint, your spirit trafficker rival that's back there around the corner trying to capture this thing. Oh, I'm definitely, I, I take off the mask and I, I run over there. You hoof it over there and you come around the corner and this uh, this little side alleyway is right next to the canal. And yeah, you see uh, Flint there pulling this ghost out of the ghost field into this big, jagged, kind of like igneous looking rock. Down in the canal, you can see a man fishing a body out of the bottom. And I think you recognize who the body is. The body is Rorik, the leader of the crows. And he looks like he's been dead for quite some time. Mm. Glad we didn't pay him. And the spirit, I could assume, is Rorik's as well, that Flint is trying to steal or capture. I mean, you know, ghosts are a dime a dozen, but yeah, I guess the ghost probably looks like the body. The crows are a faction, but they're not listed on our thing here. But I remember uh, you mentioning them earlier. Correct. Yeah. So like the factions that I have like on your sheet are the ones that y'all have particular relationships with. Gotcha. Um, like you have a neutral relationship with the crows. I can put them on there for you guys. If you'd like. Gotcha. If uh, if you go under where it says players, there's uh, underneath Moxie, there's faction status. That lists yeah. all of the different factions of Duskfall. I, uh, so I see Flint, you know, trying to get this ghost. I want to say something cool to Flint, like, but I can't think of anything good. So I'm just going to say, like, Flint, I saw your stinky aura from blocks away. You can't have that ghost. And I pull out my lightning hook and I fire it at him. Damn. Okay. Open wow. Warfare. Okay. Making the tune roll. <laughs> I'm guessing this is skirmish. Would that be skirmish or would that be a tune to use a weird weapon like that? Yeah. Channel ectoplasmic energy. I, probably that's what I'm shooting down the lightning hook. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless you're trying to like hook him with the lightning hook. No, I want to stop him from 
capturing this ghost. I assume he's going to be a source of information. So, so what position will that be then? So you got the drop on this guy. I'm going to say controlled. I got that extra ectoplasmic energy from my overindulgence flowing yeah. through my body too. Let's go with controlled great. Okay, that's a five and a three. With a five, I need to figure out where these tables are in roll 20. And I remember it came up earlier, Flint has come up in somebody else's discussion as well, right? Yes, Flint uh, had been seen hanging out with one of Iskra's contacts, the um, right, uh, the corpse thief. Gotcha. In no way to horn in on your scene, but if you felt like you needed backup in this in this adventure, you could probably argue that my character has been following gang members around to try to train her prowess. So if you yeah. think you need backup and want it, I'm I'm here, but I don't want to force myself into your you know bit of the adventure. Uh, would would I have seen him in the ghost field too? Because if like I saw him while I was hoofing it over there, I'd probably make signals for him to follow. You you would have definitely her, seen sorry, her. her. You yeah. you definitely would have seen her in the ghost field, but I don't know if you would have recognized her or not. Here, uh, why don't we just uh, resolve this roll and then we'll check on that. So with a five, you hesitate, withdraw, and try a different approach or else do it with a minor consequence. A minor complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you suffer lesser harm, you end up in a risky position. So five's not going to do it. Well, you can do it, you just have, you would suffer a minor consequence with it. What type of consequence? A minor one. Well, I I like this whole I shoot the lightning hook and and try and you know tase this this bad boy. So I'd like to do that. Okay, so yeah, you shoot the lightning hook, and I think that like he drops the rock, but the ghost is still like being sucked down inside of it. Uh, mm. It doesn't look like the lightning hook did as much damage as you thought it would because of his uh, weird. Uh, his weird outfit that he has. He's got kind of like a uh, a plague doctor setup going on, I want to say. Uh, and mm. so something about it kind of resists electroplasmic energies. I mean, he, he is a spirit trafficker. He probably deals with lots of angry spirits. So you probably just kind of hit him where he was strongest against that particular thing. It still hurt him a lot. And he goes, ow, Virgil, is that you? Why are you fucking shocking me? I want that ghost. No, someone's paying a lot for this ghost. <laughs> Just no. Can't have it, Get no. that ghost money. I, I'm, I, I don't know why I care about your opinions, Flint. <laughs> We've never agreed on anything before this either. So Listen, why don't you I mean, just you, go back to You say robbing... that someone paid you a bunch. You, why don't you take out an insurance claim and say, oh, it didn't work out like you did the last time? Why don't you just go back to robbing mush dog vendors or whatever it is you do now? <laughs> uh, I haven't even eaten a mush dog in a while. So, uh, oh, I know, I know, right? <laughs> um, so down in the canal, uh, you hear the, the man that's down there, uh, Tabitha, why don't you tell me what Eckerd sounds like? Eckerd has a gravelly nasal voice. Tabitha, you want to be Eckerd in this scene? I, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Tabitha, you have to give me an example of what gravelly nasally sounds like. Nope. I'm going to let Jeremy handle that. Go ahead, hon. 
I don't Take understand something could be both gravely, gravely, ugh, and I, amazingly. I know, Is it gravely? Grazily? <laughs> Is there a problem? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I really want to hear what he thinks this is going to sound like. It's a challenge. <laughs> oh, it was that was that the line? I'm... Yeah, I guess that was the line. Okay. I thought it was solid. I mean, that body goes with this spirit, right? I want that body spirit. And I think I'm going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, Eckerd's got his hand on a pistol, uh, just so you know. If you want to take him, <laughs> dude, I'd just move along. Just, just move along. You don't want to. You don't want to do this. <laughs> I mean, but I, but I so do, and I don't know. I take some other action that will progress the story. Okay. I mean, I guess I could maybe call out for uh, Sophia. Yeah, I mean, I could show up at this point if you want some backup. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Eckerd's down there, and he's loading the body up in a boat that's down there. Come on, Flint. Let's let's go. That's that's what you sound like. You sound like the guy from Sling Blade. Here, so I call over Sophia. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. How did he? How did he die? Did you kill him? Yeah, he just scoffs at you and keeps loading the body in the boat. He's we're on, we're on like a we're on like a canal, right? Yep. And the is the water here like horrifying, full of sharks and horrible demon things, or is it like could you get submerged in it and be okay? I mean, you probably wouldn't be okay, but you probably also wouldn't die. Not in me. <laughs> Uh, like I think, I think some canals are better than others. Hmm. There's a lot of effluvia. Sophia will 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 step out of the shadows on the other side of the canal with a pistol, um, pointed at at those two, uh, or at least at Eckerd, and say, you know, you better you better give the man what he wants. There's no use dying over a over a dead body. Why don't you make a command roll? Okay. Any way to get a bonus for this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I guess I could devil's bargain. You're gonna regret it for a devil's bargain. Well, I can I can take what is it two stress or one stress yeah, to get an bonus die. It's two stress, two stress to push yourself. What's my position here? Y'all are probably on risky footing now, uh, okay. so risky standard. I'll uh, I'll see where the where the I'll let the dice decide where how this goes. I'm not gonna have to push myself. All right. A four. A four. You do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You have reduced effect. You end up in a desperate position. Do we both have input here, or is it all you? Uh, if you've got a good idea, I'm open to input, but I think that probably what's going to happen is, uh, like, Eckerd's going to, uh, he, he kind of stops putting the body in the boat, but as you're, like, watching him do it, Flint takes the opportunity to throw a uh, glass jar that's been hanging off his belt in your direction. Uh, it cracks on the pavement, and a angry ghost comes out of it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, now there's another ghost there. So, so Jeremy, I don't know if you knew this or not, but we we're supposed to become supernaturally terrified when ghosts show up. Oh, hey, that's a great point uh do you happen to have the rules for that nope but i just know one of my special abilities is that ghosts don't terrify me <laughs> is that the one you have nope all right uh by default the standard effect is to paralyze with fear or panic them into fleeing i can but a pc can choose can either choose to freeze up flee or make a resistance roll with resolve to ignore mm -hmm. the effect okay so 
If you don't want to do any of those things, why don't you... I'll resolve. Yeah. Uh, John, I guess you should go ahead and make one, too. Uh, so you're going to take two stress to resist it. Okay. And, John, you will take no stress to resist it. Because I rolled a six, and Sophia rolled a four. There you go. I, t- I turn to Flint, and I say, Ghost, you won't. And I hit him with a lightning bolt from Tempest. Okay, so this is like a lightning bolt that's coming out of the sky instead of your hook? Yes. Unleash a stroke of lightning as a weapon. I thought about freezing the boat, but I just, I want to stop Flint, I guess. So. Okay, so you have to push yourself to do that. So that means that you're, it takes two stress, but it does give you an extra die. Uh, when you unleash lightning as a weapon, the GM will describe its effect level and significant collateral damage. If you unleash it in combat against an enemy who's threatening you, you still make an action roll in the fight, usually with a tune. Okay, so go ahead and make your tune roll. This sounds like a really desperate thing to do. Uh, I'm going to say that you guys are desperate now. Standard effect? Desperate great effect, because it's fucking lightning. Uh, I rolled a five. All right, so... Uh, you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer severe harm, a serious complication occurs, you have reduced effect. Hitting him with this lightning bolt is enough to take him down, but the bad news is that you are standing a little close to him. I want you to take the severe harm shot. So that's going to be a level three harm. So I just type that in, shocked. Yep. We're going to need another downtime activity. Shocked, I tell you. And I took two stress from from do, performing it at all, right? Uh, yes, that was two stress, and you wound up taking uh, that harm. All right, but it was okay. fucking cool, right? <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was very fucking cool. Fucking lightning from the sky and blew right past his armor. So, John, you can try to resist that harm. With a level three harm, you're going to be, you know, like having a seizure on the ground. How do I resist the harm? I'd say that that'd probably have to be a resolve. Well, no, you got hit with lightning bolt. That's going to be a prowess. Uh, so it'd be a prowess roll. You would take the stress and it would lower it from a level three to a level two. Okay. Can I say I have armor on? You can say that, but it won't do anything. <laughs> would you have worn armor to indulge your vice? No, probably not. So I'm going to try and resist with prowess. I think you got to give us the same load rules as if this was a heist here. Why? It's not a heist. He was just going to go out did, to... Did, did he go directly from the vice to do yes, this objective? This, this, ha- this happened right after he left the vice. So I, I tried to resist with prowess, which I assume kind of means like I recognize I'm a little close and I try and jump away, right? So I rolled a six, Jeremy. So I hope I get a little something. So you don't lose any stress, and that level three shocked becomes the level two harm. What's Not that a shocked. Good, like what, singed, what's, what's maybe? a good sentiment? Yeah. I've lost some of my hair. <laughs> um, I've got some burns. That all sounds plausible. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with singed. So uh, I, I jump back from the lightning strike that knocked Flint to the ground, but some of my, my clothes have caught fire, and I start patting them out and see scars forming on my arms Uh oh that doesn't sound great okay uh sophia what are you doing uh you've got that ghost there in front of you now 
Sophia obviously knows, but I mean, I don't know. Like, can I like fight a ghost? Like, what do I do with ghosts? Oh shit! You know what I have? Uh, you have a whisper. I have a spirit bane charm. Oh, there you go. Ghosts don't like that. So I think I just pull it out. You know, the power of Christ compels you at it, and try to get it to get out of here. Okay, I'll let you make a command roll with that, with a great effect. Uh, you're still desperate. I think. I think by the time you start pulling the holy symbols out on a ghost, you're pretty desperate. Yeah, right. Probably. Can I take a devil's bargain? And if this doesn't work, uh, I will flee. Because obviously, I can't find a ghost any other way. I think if this doesn't work... <laughs> Technically, my lightning hook is for drawing ghosts into bottles, which I have a couple of. So I maybe drop those on the ground and he could pick them up. Well, he specifically said he was on the other side. Yeah, of I'm on the, the other canal. side of the canal. Yeah. Okay. I, res- I resisted the, the spooky ghost roll earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. again, so my my uh, pitch for a Devil's Bargain is that if this doesn't work, I'm going to fall back to, before I resisted that and choose flee. That sounds kind of boring to me. I, I, I think... <laughs> right. I think leave that, him to uh, his fate? Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think because you're trying to say, oh, if this doesn't work, then I'm going to remove myself from danger after having failed the role. And put my partner in even it- more danger. <laughs> I guess I'm leaving a member of the team behind, you know? Okay, let, uh, we'll go for that. So, yeah, if uh, if this doesn't work, then you're going to run away. A six. All right, that's a six. It's a good thing you took that bargain. And, and on the bargain roll, so it should be noted. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, the ghost does not like that Ghostbane charm at all, and it just, like, sinks down into the ground. Uh, you're... You feel like it's probably lost interest in you. Across the way, you hear that loud crack of lightning, and you are able to look over in time to see Flint like fall down to the ground on his back, you know, writhing a little bit. And Virgil is probably like thrown back against the wall in his effort to try to get away. Down in the canal, it looks like a good old Eckerd is. Trying to get out of dodge with that body. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll shout, stop. I want that spooky ghost. So can I try and capture it with my uh, lightning hook? Yeah, go ahead. I do not know how that works. I read the, dis- the instructions and it does not say. So That sounds like in the tune roll. Uh, having okay. the spirit bottles is going to give you the ability to do it. Having the fine lightning hook is going to make this... A, uh, it's going to give you great effect, but I think having been in this situation that you're in, you're still desperate. By the way, if y'all are rolling desperates, don't forget to mark experience for those. Oh, yeah. I have not been doing that. Yeah, so make a desperate... Well, actually, I don't think this one's going to be desperate, because you've taken Flint out of the picture. Uh, this right. is going to be standard or risky with great effect, rather. Bonus dice. I could get some, right? Uh, you could push yourself for two stress. You could take a devil's bargain. I already did one of those, and it didn't. It was fine. I don't even know what I what it happened. <laughs> oh, it, it brought this whole situation about. Uh, um, gotcha. I'll go with it. Okay, so no bonus dice. Five. I got a five on my attune room. So you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You have reduced effect. You end up in a desperate position. So yeah, uh, you are able to pull the uh, ghost into 
your ghost bottle. But there's definitely something strange about it because, and you've never seen this before, it looks like you only have half a ghost in that bottle. <laughs> what? How does that work? All right. Interesting. It definitely doesn't feel like it should, It there's as much, it, like, it looks like it's a full ghost, but it doesn't feel like there's as much energy in there as there should be. Hmm. Interesting. That weird stone is still glowing on the ground. So, Sophia, Eckerd is getting away in that boat. He doesn't seem to be listening to you when you say stop. Do you want to be a little bit more forceful? <laughs> yeah, I will. I guess, could I, could I jump into the boat? Or is he too far away? I think he's probably too far away. Like, once that lightning bolt hit, it was time for him to go. <laughs> if, I, if I don't know pips and something, do you always roll one die? Or you roll two dice, take the worst, right? Correct. Jeremy, I just want to know if this is a possibility. One of the things that Tempest can do is, quote, chilling frost slash snow. Could I freeze the fucking canal with a good enough rule? Um, I think you'd have to find a lot of bonuses. Yeah, I, that's what I suspected. So if I want to shoot him, I get a roll hunt, right? Correct. Or can I? Well, I'm that bad at hunting. Uh, so what if I use prowl to, to try to get, you know, these there's got to be like bridges and overhangs and shit run along the canal and get to a place where i can try to jump into the boat yeah like put myself yeah, that, into a position that sounds like uh that would definitely get you out of a desperate position of trying to get this guy into a stronger position i'm gonna say it's gonna be desperate uh standard a three it's the worst outcome you suffer severe harm a serious complication occurs you lose this opportunity for action uh, so you start running along then, these yeah. slick canal, like some of the flagstones are loose, and you slip, you tumble, you hit, and you fall into the canal itself. Oh, no. It happens. That's going to be the level three harm concussed and drowning. <laughs> that's, uh, for a standard effect, that seems like a lot. Don't forget to mark your experience check for that desperate roll. Oh, we didn't um, warn you. Jeremy loves killing players. <laughs> uh, do you want to resist that? <laughs> I, no, not. yeah, I guess of course so. not. Yeah, it's a level two concussed and a level three drowning. So you can resist them separately. How do you want to uh, resist these? By not drowning, preferably. Like... I could see you using resolve to resist uh, concussed. Uh, yeah, but I, I can think, only resolve I think for concussed. Drowning would have to be prowess. There, uh, four for the resolve, and prowess uh, three. Okay, so that means you're gonna take six stress total. Uh, five. Yeah, you're right. Two and three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, five stress, and go ahead, and you can. Uh, Turn the concu or the drowning to the level two coughing and the concussed to the level one dazed. Um, you are able to get yourself out of the canal, but by that point, Eckerd is long gone. It feels like I got two bad things instead of just one. I'd like to pick up the glowing stone. Uh, yeah, you can pick up that weird glowing rock. It's it's a weird glowing rock. You've not seen anything like it before. People don't put ghosts in rocks. They put ghosts in uh, jars. Bottles. There's no ghost in there, though, that I can tell. Do you want to make an attune roll to find out? 
Yeah, I'm gonna make an attune roll to find out. Okay, I'll say that it's a controlled standard effect. Because you'll have plenty of time after you fish your friend out of the canal. Okay, so... Uh, three. <laughs> you falter, press on by seizing a risky opportunity, or withdraw and try a different approach. I'm just gonna put the rock in my pocket. Yeah, like, you, you try to tune with it, and there is, like, almost something alien about it. Like, whatever you're trying to do to figure it out, it seems to be, like, just rolling off the edges of it. Okay. Alright, so let's have the brief image of Sophia and Virgil, like, limping back to the Babla La Center. Uh, whatever it's called. Office. It's an office. You know, like, they're both nursing their wounds that they have. Iskra is, has just finished her failed attempt at trying to make nap time. Uh, there was just something not quite right with the formula that she was trying to do. Kept exploding. You know how it is. Cliff comes around the corner as Virgil and Sophia come around the opposite corner. He's got... You know, uh, a couple of bruises and black eyes from beating beating people up. Yeah, I've got bloody bandages on my on my knuckles. Uh, so y'all have a a brief moment of respite in the lobby when there is a knock at the door, and I oh, think heck. we'll pick up there next time. All right. Ta-da. Right. I didn't kill think, Flint, did I? I think I next time is going to be a more downtime for two of us. <laughs> <laughs> no heist for John, us. you hit him with a lightning bolt. Yeah, but he had all that armor on. I just got yeah, to hit at, something. You hit, him with, you hit him with electroplasmic energy and then hit him with a lightning bolt that almost killed you and you weren't even dead center on it. Yeah, so he's okay, right? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see.